Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into The Distraction Addiction, authored by Alex Sujung Kim Pang. This enlightening book explores the challenge of maintaining focus in an era brimming with distractions. Pang takes us on a journey that examines our relationship with digital devices and offers tangible solutions to reclaim our attention. Weaving in cutting-edge scientific findings from neuroscientists and psychologists, as well as wisdom from Buddhist traditions, the distraction addiction presents practical strategies for overcoming the pervasive grip of internet dependencies. Pang's insights are an invitation to a more concentrated and fulfilling interaction with the world around us, addressing the all-too-common feeling of being perpetually distracted. Alex Sujung Kim Pang is a visionary thinker whose expertise has reached global audiences. His writing has received accolades from top-tier media outlets like the New York Times and the Washington Post. As a former visiting scholar at Stanford University and a strategic researcher in Silicon Valley, Pang has a rich background in studying our interaction with rest, technology, and productivity, as showcased in his other notable work, Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less. The Distraction Addiction is a vital read for parents grappling with their children's fixation on the internet, individuals who find it impossible to disconnect, even for a day, and anyone seeking methods to enhance their concentration in the digital age. Join us to uncover the secrets to a more attentive and connected life in the digital world. The Distraction Addiction, Getting the Information You Need and the Communication You Want Without Enraging Your Family, Annoying Your Colleagues, and Destroying Your Soul. Introduction. Conquer the Chaos. Tips from a Tech Expert on Mastering Digital Distractions. Imagine a day filled to the brim with notifications, emails, and the relentless pull of social media. Sound familiar? It's the everyday reality for most of us in this golden age of technology, a constant juggling act between multiple devices and an avalanche of information that threatens to bury us in digital debris. The result? Our ability to concentrate is being undermined. So what's the secret to regaining control in this sea of distraction? Enter the Distraction Addiction, a guide that presents a path to mental clarity amidst the digital frenzy. Leaning on cutting-edge neuroscience, psychology, and even the wisdom of Buddhist teachings, this book offers practical strategies for fostering mindfulness, sharpening focus, and reclaiming the moments that truly matter in life. Along this journey, you'll discover the transformative power of simple actions, like how Charles Darwin's habitual walks enabled him to produce an astounding amount of written work, the real distinction between effective multitasking and the all-too-common erratic task switching that hampers our productivity, and how techniques such as meditation can enhance your memory and strengthen your attention span. Arm yourself with these invaluable insights and step forward into a life where technology serves you, not the other way around. Part 1. From Digital Dependency to Dynamic Harmony Redefining Our Relationship with the Internet In today's digital era, our online existence is more pronounced than ever, with the average American dedicating a staggering 60 hours monthly 
to navigating the vast ocean of the internet. It's no secret that our gadgets have carved out a significant niche in our daily lives, yet there's a fine line between utilization and overindulgence when it comes to our digital companions. If you're skeptical about the concept of internet addiction, consider the eye-opening findings from a global research initiative spearheaded by the University of Maryland. When asked to unplug for a mere 24 hours, students from across the globe expressed a profound sense of unease, likening their need for digital connectivity to the intense cravings associated with substance abuse. From an American student's admission of feeling akin to an information-starved drug addict to a British peer who boldly declared media as their preferred vice, the confessionals were candid and concerning. Echoing this sentiment, a Boston hospital study shed light on an eerie phenomenon. Two-thirds of its participants reported feeling phantom cell phone vibrations, the false perception of their phone signaling an alert when, in reality, there was silence. This, scientists argue, is indicative of the Internet's addictive grip. When habitual device usage conditions us to anticipate a buzz on our skin, we're jarred by the expectation even in its absence. But it's not all grim. The key, as the distraction addiction suggests, lies in transforming this attachment into something more fluid and productive, akin to achieving a state of flow, a concept championed by psychologist Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. Flow represents those moments when we're so engrossed in an activity that the world around us fades into the background, maximizing our engagement and enjoyment. Take the author's personal anecdote. With a history of rigorous touch-typing practice, he can effortlessly type out sentences without even glancing at the keyboard, going so far as to conjure an imaginary typewriter to assist with spelling queries offline. This illustrates a harmonious integration of technology, unlike the compulsive fixation characterized by addiction. By adopting a mindful approach to our tech use, probing not just the quantity but the quality of our screen time, we can steer clear of the traps of dependency, channeling technology as a constructive ally rather than succumbing to its siren call. We can reframe our interaction with the digital domain to enhance our lives rather than enslave them. Part two, escape the switch tasking trap and revolutionize your work efficiency. Picture a typical work day scenario. You're deeply absorbed in composing an urgent email when your phone interrupts with an alert. Instantly, your attention shifts, and before you know it, your focus has fragmented across several unrelated tasks. The bitter truth? None of these tasks is getting your full attention, and productivity is plummeting. Here's the catch. While you might think you're a multitasking maestro, in reality you're caught in the snare of switch-tasking. To clarify, multitasking is when you handle several tasks simultaneously that all orbit a single objective, much like a chef who flawlessly manages different processes to create a sumptuous meal. True multitasking is a symphony of synchronized actions centered around a unified goal. On the flip side, switch-tasking is a flurry of disjointed undertakings with no connecting thread. To illustrate, Let's delve into a three-tiered exercise conducted by psychologist Megan Jones at the University of California, Berkeley. This simple test began with the author confidently counting one to ten, followed by swiftly reciting the alphabet from A to J. 
Both initial steps were completed with ease in a mere one and a half seconds. The twist came when the task shifted to interleaving numbers and letters. One, A, two, B. Suddenly, the simplicity vanished. The author's pace dragged down to a crawl, completing the sequence in nearly three times the initial duration. This little experiment underscored the inefficiency and room for error that switch tasking introduces. This scenario is far too familiar to many who find themselves constantly toggling between apps and browser tabs. But there's light at the end of this chaotic tunnel. A class of software known as Zenware offers a lifeline. Zenware tools like Rightroom serve as digital sanctuaries that eliminate distractions and foster a Zen-like focus. Developer Jesse Grosjean conceived Rightroom out of the realization that writers were spending too much time perfecting document formatting, a subtle form of procrastination. Writeroom dispenses with all the bells and whistles of formatting, leaving a user with nothing but a blank canvas to channel their thoughts. In the end, it's not about doing more things simultaneously. It's about doing the right things with unwavering focus. By adopting tools and strategies that minimize switch tasking, you unlock the true potential of your productivity, allowing for work that's not only accomplished faster, but also with superior quality. Part three, embracing mindfulness, a timeless remedy for the modern epidemic of distraction. In the quest to tackle the relentless tide of digital diversions, the most effective weapon may not be the latest app or gadget, but an ancient practice rooted in Buddhist tradition mindfulness. Take the serene lifestyle of Damcho Wangmo, a student at the sprawling Namdrolling Monastery, where technology takes a backseat to the cultivation of a mindful existence. Buddhist thought doesn't pin the blame for distraction on our devices, but rather sees it as a symptom of a mind that wanders from the present moment. Bhikkhu Samahita, who swapped his professorial duties for monastic life, is a stalwart advocate for this philosophy. His regimen of four hours of sleep coupled with eight hours of meditation exemplifies the Buddhist conviction that mindfulness is being fully present with your thoughts and actions. Thanks to this immersive practice, technology is a servant, not a master, to Bhikkhu Samahita. His mindful approach allows him to engage with the digital world, updating his website, tweeting, and discussing online, without succumbing to an unending spiral of cravings or distractions. Disconnecting becomes effortless for him. The allure of the online realm holds no power over a mind that is trained to remain calm and centered. This perspective is shared broadly within the Buddhist community. Distraction isn't spawned by our smartphones or spawned by incessant online chatter. It's a reflection of our inner turmoil. Begin any undertaking with a cluttered mind, and distraction will soon follow, beckoning at every ping and buzz. But anchor yourself in mindfulness, and these digital sirens lose their charm. Even neuroscience reinforces the transformative potential of mindfulness. Richard Davidson's remarkable study, inspired by the Dalai Lama, demystifies the cerebral ramifications of meditation. When monks wired to EEG monitors like Matthew Ricard meditated on unconditional love, the results were astounding. Compassion-related brain activity surged to such incredible heights that Davidson and his collaborator 
Antoine Lutz suspected a technical glitch, but their findings were genuine. Decades of disciplined meditation had sculpted the monks' brains, invigorating the regions tied to compassion, memory, and attention. If such profound neural enhancement is possible through meditation, imagine the heights of focus and clarity we can achieve with a mindfulness practice. As daunting as the digital age can be, mindfulness promises an oasis of concentration and peace. It's not just a tool for individual transformation. It's a gateway to unparalleled productivity and a richer, distraction-free life. Part 4. Interactive Technology. A bridge that connects us to our aspirations. Have you ever considered why computers draw our attention so effortlessly? Beyond their affordability and burgeoning computational power, these digital powerhouses have become an intrinsic part of our daily routines. Fascinatingly, this prevalence isn't the sole reason for their allure. According to Stanford University's Byron Reeves and Clifford Nass, we've begun to interweave our social instincts with technology, treating computers as we would fellow human beings, especially as they become more responsive. The proof lies in the findings from a captivating study by Jeremy Balenson of Stanford University's Virtual Human Interaction Laboratory and his student Nick Yee. They tapped into virtual reality, conjuring avatars that either echoed participants' body language and expressions or remained neutral during a speech. The participants overwhelmingly favored the avatars that mirrored them, illuminating our inclination towards interaction with technology that exudes human traits. Yet the implications go beyond the simple observation that we're drawn to responsive computers. This same level of interaction has the potential to propel us towards our ambitions. Jesse Fox, a professor from Ohio State University, pondered over this interaction's capacity to spark motivation, especially when facing the daunting task of initiating a workout regimen. To test her theory, Fox introduced participants to two distinct avatars placed in a workout setting, one generic and the other customized to resemble the participants themselves. Integrated into both avatars' programming, were visual cues linked to the participants' actions. They gained weight with inactivity and slimmed down with exercise. Lo and behold, those engaging with the avatars, mirroring their likeness committed to an hour more exercise compared to those paired with the generic figure. This revelation hints at a greater narrative. The intimate bond we form with responsive technology can transcend mere distraction. It can provide potent visualizations that incentivize us to hurdle over obstacles and steadfastly chase after our long-term objectives. It's a testament to the incredible possibilities when we harness the capacity for technology to not only draw us in, but to guide us forward on the path to achieving our deepest goals. Part 5. Reclaim focus through movement and thoughtful design. In the digital age, where screen time often eclipses face-to-face interactions, the quest for mindfulness is more important than ever. Sure, there's a variety of trends promising a slice of serenity, from yoga to the latest calming app. But there's a timeless, accessible antidote to the digital noise that surrounds us. The simple, deliberate act of walking. The positive impact of a leisurely walk isn't just hearsay. History provides us with illustrious figures like Charles Darwin, who harness walking's reflective power. Darwin a prolific contributor to the world of science, 
accented his home in Bromley with the Sandwalk, a pathway devoted to his contemplative pursuits. This thinking path became the backdrop for his daily constitutional walks, a practice that James Moore, a historian, credits as pivotal to Darwin's astounding output of 18 books and treatises at Downhouse. Walking is far more than just physical exercise, it's an intellectual stimulant, as an activity that naturally lets the mind drift without requiring constant attention it can open the doors to reflection and insight. But how can we enhance our environment to support and encourage such mental meandering? Enter contemplative design, a thoughtful approach to our surroundings that fosters focus and meditation. This design philosophy incorporates several essential elements. Firstly, it should be captivating enough to stir the imagination while not being so demanding as to monopolize your attention. Secondly, An environment shaped by contemplative design should instill a sense of escape, offering a refuge from the regular rhythm of your day. Another aspect is extent. The space should be sufficiently expansive to feel like a little universe of its own. Finally, it should be navigable with ease, much like Darwin's intuitively arranged sandwalk. Navigability ensures that finding your way doesn't override the meditative experience you seek. By integrating these principles of contemplative design into our surroundings, we create pockets of tranquility that can shelter us from the frantic pace of daily life. Whether through an artfully arranged garden path or an intentionally minimalist room, we can carve out spaces that not only permit but actively promote a state of reflection and concentration. It's time we embrace the dual remedies of walking and thoughtful design to combat distraction and nurture a sharp, centered mind. By doing so, we can tap into a more profound level of productivity and creativity that might otherwise be lost amid the digital cacophony that dominates our lives. Part 6. Unplug to Uncover a Deeper Sense of Purpose In a world where the lines between work, play, and rest are blurred by the constant glow of screens, the concept of the digital Sabbath emerges as a radical act of self-care. The term, coined by psychologist Anne Delenschneider, advocates for regular intervals of digital detox, a deliberate decoupling from our devices and the infinite scroll of the internet. Embracing the digital Sabbath isn't just another trend. It's a powerful tool for reclaiming our time and attention. By stepping away from the digital grind, we open the doors to richer experiences unfiltered through pixels and notifications. Consider the case of Shay Colson, a stout devotee to the digital Sabbath who underwent a social media cleanse during his honeymoon in Bali. By going analog, relegating Google searches and instant updates to the wayside and trusting in paper maps and tangible guidebooks, Colson experienced a profound shift. No longer preoccupied with sharing snapshots of his journey online, he reveled in the immediacy of the new chapter in his life. Yet, a digital Sabbath does not necessitate an all-or-nothing approach. It's about pinpointing the elements of our connected lives that are most distracting and establishing boundaries around them. Take David Wortelay of Tesla Motors, who recognized the wedge his tablet was driving between him and his son. He was so absorbed in an article at the park that he asked his child to wait. A simple moment that cast light on a deeper issue. Alarmed by the potential rift in their relationship, 
Vertele opted for a conscious separation from his tablet and phone during family time. This shift not only enhanced his presence with his son, but also enriched every interaction with a sense of authenticity and connection. Embarking on a digital Sabbath isn't about forswearing modern tools altogether. It's about making informed choices about when and how we engage with technology, ensuring that our digital lives enhance rather than encroach upon our real-world experiences. Remember, each time we choose to disconnect, we are making a conscious decision to direct our attention toward living with intention and meaning. It's in these mindful pauses that we can rediscover the essence of what truly matters in our lives. Final Summary The narrative we tell ourselves about modern-day distractions often casts technology as the villain in our daily drama. However, the distraction addiction drives home the truth. The root of our scattered focus extends far beneath the surface of screens and signals. Distraction, as it turns out, is less about the tools we use and more about the mindsets we cultivate. Our susceptibility to interruptions isn't just a result of external pings and buzzes. It reflects the preparedness of our minds. Before we even begin, our distraction potential is set by our mental state. Being deeply immersed in our activities requires not only an act of intention, but also the practice of mindfulness, a skill that grows stronger with each mindful moment and focused effort. The journey to undivided attention isn't a quick fix, but a steady cultivation of awareness and discipline. By combining the wisdom of ancient practices like meditation with the insights of modern neuroscience, we can retrain our brains to stay rooted in the present. This book serves as a guide to navigate a path through the digital wilderness and reclaim the ability to focus, an invaluable resource in a world constantly vying for our attention. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.